Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It occurs to me this evening to explore um, some issues relating to uh, the events in Ashikin in the last week, Masjid Ashikin, where um, Imam Nusra was thrown out and Imam Shafi, uh, who was the Imam of the Masjid, had also been thrown out <coughs> because because they do qadri dhikr in the masjid. One way of responding to this is is obviously um, a sense of moral outrage of an injustice being done and that even in this late to sort of mature stage of our development as an ummah in this country, that still Tasawuf is on a back foot. Mm-hmm. And it strikes us as being unjust that this should be done. But maybe this is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Because maybe uh, what Tasawuf is supposed to offer Muslims and people um, really can't do if it becomes if it becomes in any way official if it becomes part of an, a formal structure with sort of masjids and ulama associated with us and and the question is well why is that and that is because our our endeavor in this, uh, on this path is intensely personal. It is not so much about becoming um, members of, um, if you like, a law-abiding community. And don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with becoming compliant, law-abiding members of a community. This is a very important thing. Without citizens becoming law-abiding and compliant, the, uh, the, the city is in chaos. So the rigidity which these, uh, these, these formal... Um, which certainly the ulama in this country seem to reflect, there's a place for that. Mm. They kind of, they make sure that the beards are fist long and everybody stands in a straight line. And, and there's a place for that. But that process is about compliance. It's not about the individual experience of the divine encounter. Mm. By definition, the individual experience of the divine encounter has to be beyond compliance Mm -hmm. because it's intensely personal. So, so it is always understood that the people on this path are called the fuqara. Why are we called the fuqara? Because we are of the poor. Mm -hmm. We are of the the underprivileged. We're supposed to be, you might not be financially poor or materially poor, but you're supposed to be not of the ruling elite.
Gebet. We're supposed to be of those who are um, without authority. Mm. We're the ones who gather in the Zawiya. The Zawiya is not in the center, it is, it is in the corner. Mm. We're the ones who are on the side, on the hidden away, in the, in the back, because we're doing something slightly different, in fact, significantly different from the norm. Mm. We're trying to understand how this extraordinary thing happened that brought us onto this planet in the first place. Mm. It is... If you take all information that's been put into you from outside of you that tries to ask you to make kind of, you know, well, believe this and believe that. And so, well, let's, for a moment... Let me be a little bit agnostic about what I've been asked to believe in. Let me just go down to my own intensely personal experience. Then it's almost as if we've been parachuted in like aliens from a place we don't know where from. Because we're almost as if if you... If you sit in, we have an experience of being in our bodies. Our body is like a vehicle. It's a very, very sophisticated vehicle. But we get the sense that me and my body aren't entirely the same thing. I'm sitting inside my body. We all have that sense. How is it that I came to be in this extraordinary vehicle? Why am I in this extraordinary vehicle? How did this happen? If, if we go back to our earliest memories, most of us, our, our earliest memories of, is, as if, if we become aware of ourselves, our earliest memories of, that, of, that, of being in a place where we are small in something which is big. That's our first apprehension and experience of the world. We're in this vehicle, it's like we've parachuted in, from a place that we don't know, like from another planet. We've arrived here in this body, and we're small beings in this very dangerous and alienating place. Most of us, our first experience is kind of of the world out there and getting a sense of proportion of me and the world. And that's when we, when we become self-conscious is normally when we have our first memory. Sometimes you get memory prior to that. You say, well, maybe that was memory, memory. You get some people who are special. They claim to remember from before most of us. Most of us remember maybe, if you're lucky, two and a half, three years. Many of us, our earliest memories are at six. Sometimes people claim, and maybe you have that sense yourself, that behind this there's like a, a slippery, kind of viscous, amniotic thing. That's got, that's, it's almost like a, it's like a smell equivalent of an image. It sort of comes and goes, but you can't ever capture it. It's, and that's sort of where I came from. But when I first became aware that I was, the moment I became aware that I was, I was also aware that I'm in this big thing out there. And I'm driving this vehicle. And at first I'm very clumsy with it. As, an in, as a young child, I don't quite know how to work this thing. And it takes a long time to learn to work this thing properly. And so sitting, sitting underneath all of us, 
is this question mark. How is it that I came to be here? And why am I here? Initially, it appears to us that there doesn't seem to be much of an explanation for us. Some people try and tell us things out of Scripture and so, but it's still quite scary. The world out there is scary. It's big and alienating. And so as we get older, we start to cooperate with other people to try and control the world because it's big and scary, because it's a dangerous place. And we have to work together. If we don't work together, then we can't get food and we can't get shelter. So we have to cooperate. And in this process of cooperating with other people, we have quite an extraordinary experience because what is amazing is I can't take this mini-me that sits inside this vehicle of my body and go and visit you inside your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could. It would be fascinating, mm-hmm. don't you think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take, I'd find a trap door somewhere, there, you know, open my head, <laughs> take me up and insert it into your head. And then you and I can have a conversation. That's amazing. You are, you are permanently locked in to this vehicle. Separate. On occasion, when I look into your eyes, when I talk to you, I get a sense. There's a mini-me over there, inside there, looking at me like I'm looking at it. But it's, you know, mostly I'm kind of, I'm pretty much alone. And the only time I get, a, initially as a human being, the only time I get a sense of connectedness is when I look in somebody's eyes and I get a sense of these, ah, he's suffering the same problem that I've got. He's also been parachuted in here from somewhere and he doesn't quite understand what the hell he's doing here either. Yeah. So initially, this not understanding what we're doing, you say, well, you know, actually that's a very philosophical problem. Right now the problem is we've got to fight that very big thing because it's dangerous and we've got to stay alive. So we cooperate. But then, what becomes apparent is that as we explore this planet that we are now operating this vehicle in, we start coming across, initially, it's like footprints. It's traces of meaning. It's like, it's like walking into a, uh, into a cave and, and seeing a a drawing on, a, on, 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 on the wall that could only have been done by a human being or an intelligent being. We start seeing signs of intelligence around us. So, but this thing can't just be all a mistake. It's not a big accident. Because there's clearly design to this thing. And initially it kind of seems, well, there's a design to this thing and the best way to do this is I've got to learn how this design works so that I can exploit it. But then we start realizing <clears throat> this thing that we're trying to exploit. The design is so clever, it actually is reading us like we're reading it. That this intelligence that we're looking at, uh, we're tracing through the world, is supremely intelligent. And it's almost as if every situation that we're in has been set up. So it's like... There's a real intelligence that I'm dealing with in the world around me. And that intelligence has had something to do with why I'm here. 
And so my experience starts to change completely of the world. No longer is the world a big and threatening place. Now the world is it's a mysterious place. It's, an, it's a fascinating place. It's a place which is every moment revealing a little bit more of itself and revealing that it knows me and is has a, a, a benign interest in me. And then as I go further in this journey, trying to find more and more about these footsteps, these this, these, this traces of this intelligence and understanding what is it, I one day get this extraordinary experience. The intelligence that has put that pattern out there for me to read has actually been a passenger in my vehicle all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not there, it's here. Mm-hmm. Now, how can this? have anything to do with being a solid citizen in the commune. It's not about being a solid citizen in the commune. This is such a deeply personal thing. Mm. I mean, I can't even know, really know, that you aren't all marionettes. Mm. I mean, the the only real self that I know is me. I don't know your mini me. I don't even know that you've got one. For all I know, you're all like puppets. I'm not suggesting you are. I'm not suggesting you are. I'm just, I'm just maybe. <laughs> Relax. So, so this intense exploration of why I am here, what is this genius that has put me here, and where is it to be found, is something which is beyond religiosity. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with religiosity at all. It's a very useful flying carpet, but it's... It's, it's a tool. It's not the end. Mm. The end is this very intense experience of who I am, why I'm here, what's this whole journey about, why is, how's this, how did this come to be? How did I get parachuted onto this alien planet inside this machine that initially I didn't even know how to drive? Mm. So we mustn't get too angry when they throw us out of the mosque. Because obviously this thing is not about being compliant. And I'm not saying this gives you an excuse to be non-compliant. <laughs> it's just that if we try and make this um, in any sense... Uh, uh, the purpose of this some sort of social compliance and we really will not then we will be stopping this mm-hmm. because it's not it, you can't have this experience you can't pursue this matter if the matter is that you and I have to be standing shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. if that's the problem because mm-hmm. it's not about me and you standing shoulder to shoulder it's about what's going what's in where, what is really this nature why how did this happen who am I how, where, you know, this intense inward exploration and this intense investigation into the world that I'm in. May Allah grant us may grant us annihilation, may grant us death before we die. 
آله وصحبه وسلم تسلما سبحان ربك رب العزة وما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله شكرا الحمد لله